I'm Kitty Kinnan. Welcome to Sound Palette. Stopping by my studio recently with cider in hand, it was Matthew Beeson, Black Twig Cider House, Maddie B's Public House, and the man responsible for the upcoming Choach Festival, among other amazing projects. So I'm excited that you're in here. I'm excited to be here. Matthew Beeson, otherwise known as Maddie B. Who Maddie first B. gave you that? Uh, that, that was in college. My college roommates, my sophomore year. It was actually a longer nickname. It was actually Hip Hop Maddie B. <laughs> really? I was Maddie. a big hip hop kid. That's I shortened sweet. it over time. I don't know where to start with you because you have so much <laughs> going on, right? So I was trying to organize my thoughts. Let's talk about you being a homeboy from Durham and then you ended up back here. Yeah, born and raised, left when I was 18, went to college in Ohio. Studying, by the way, uh, philosophy and business ethics. How's yes. that going for you? Uh, I'm not using any of that right now. <laughs> well, business ethics, maybe a little bit. I don't know. Okay, so you did the college thing. And then I, I tried to move to Chicago. I hung out there for about a minute and the combination of the job sort of like not being what I thought it was going to be and Chicago being overly cold in the middle of uh, January sort of brought me back rapidly to North Carolina. Okay, so wine was your first baby. In fact, you did the wine program at Pops and Nana's. I used to go to Pops all the time. Yeah. So wine was, can you say your first love? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No question. Wine was was 100% my first love and still is one of my loves. It's actually, it's come back since we're not doing six plates anymore. So I don't have direct sort of like work with wine currently. It's been great because I've actually sort of invested in my like home wine drinking because there was so much of it that was work and so much of it that was paying attention that that a lot of times when I was drinking off of the clock, I was choosing to drink something that I didn't have to think quite as much about. And so I, I stopped drinking wine at home. I, it's really come back and it's been great. It's been this really sort of like sort of a rekindling of a romance that I had many, many years ago, really just enjoying it for what it is rather than feeling like every sip requires my full attention. Yeah. Well, we were glad that all of that required your attention because six plates was, you know, we all just love six plates. We're broken hearted. I loved Six Plates, yeah. too. Yeah. I miss Six Plates. I, I mean, Six Plates was awesome. We had a great run, you know, almost 10 years. It was a ton of fun. My staff that's still around with me, that's, you know, Amy that's running Black Twig now, was at Six Plates. We we wax poetic about Six Plates all the time because we, we absolutely loved it. But uh, it required so much of my time. And cider doesn't? It does, but it doesn't require... I mean, with Six Plates, we were pairing plates yeah. to to wines on a daily to weekly basis. And they had to be perfect. And I'm a perfectionist, at least to a certain extent when it comes to those sorts of details. You know, I got that from people like Scott Howell. He was my first interview when I started the Chef series. Have a warm, warm place in my heart for that man. We're now into cider. Yes. And that yes. came from where? Your travels to Basque Country in northern Spain? Actually stems from wine because I fell in love with cider in the Basque Country while visiting Chocoli, which was my sort of Basque love affair with wine. I throw a festival every year called Chocoli Fest in May that we still do, even though we don't have six plates anymore because it was so successful and people enjoyed it so much that we, we just moved it downtown to the Rick House and we still 
still do it every year. I'm wondering, your first taste of cider, and where was it? It doesn't count this woodchuck that I had when I was 17. I don't know. I, I'm thinking more of the cider I might get now, a black twig. My intro in, into hard cider in a, in a craft format was Basque cider, was going into Sagrada Tegui's and drinking cider straight out of the barrel in a choch process. How does that work? So the, the cider houses in, in Basque country started with a tradition, the end of January, running until usually around April 1st. It's now extended almost year long at most cideries. But what they do is that end of January is when it's kind of like Beaujolais Nouveau. Like that's the release of the new cider for the year. And when those ciders come out, they throw parties and have everybody come in for a big dinner and everyone just drinks cider all day long. So essentially what happens in these in these evenings is you go in, you, you sign up, what you're signing up for it is a set four course menu that's the same every time. It's cod omelet or bacalao omelet, salt cod, and then a sauteed piece of salt cod with peppers and onions, sometimes maybe a little romesco. They, they play with the toppings a little bit, but always a salt cod. And then what they call chuleton. And chuleton is a, I want to say it's like two inches thick. It's probably not that thick, but somewhere between an inch to an inch and a half thick cowboy steak, bone-in ribeye, wow. that they do on open coals. And basically it's seared on both sides and it's red as can be in the middle. And if you want it more done than that, you're going to have to speak Basque. <laughs> 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 and then Manchego and Quince based huh. for a fourth course. And it's crazy. You never put a glass on the table. You're never drinking while you're eating, as far as I can tell. The many I've been to. Your glass is on a ledge somewhere in the cidery. And then whenever you're thirsty, you go get your glass. You go into the barrel room where all the cider is. And they basically have these little, what they call choch, which are these little spigots that they turn on. And you catch your cider from about three, four, five feet away catch it in two ounces and you shoot it and you do as many of those until you're sated and then when you want to go back and eat more you go back and eat more and then when you want to go drink more you get back up from the table and you drink more it is a an experience. It's a I complete. I love that idea. It's awesome. So I came back originally with the idea of actually opening one of these places. Nobody take this idea from me because <laughs> I still want to do it. <laughs> but it's it's so aggressive. I just like, do you make it big and have everybody come? Do you make it small so you can control it <laughs> and try and make some money? So yeah. I have a barrel that I travel yeah. with. I'm here at your studio, and it's right there. Oh, my God. Um, I can't believe you brought this barrel in here. It's amazing. God, I love it. Can we try this? Oh, God, I wish. Let's do it. Let's just pop that thing open and start doing shots of sight. I'm ready. Bring it. So, Maddie, you didn't feel like you could do the full rendition back here in North Carolina yet. 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 Hold I on. I feel like it's, it's coming. I feel like it's coming, too. And you have Black Twig Cider House. Yeah. So you have the largest selection of ciders outside of D.C., is that correct? Yeah. And essentially north of the Keys. We're at about 100. That's impressive. So Maddie B., what can we expect when we go to Black Twig. I know the menu still carries things like the Lammy Joes, which I love. We kept the Lammy Joes. We kept the truffle frite. What we did was we made it a little more casual, a little bit more everyday. We brought in first-hand food sausages, and we're making sausage sandwiches with our fresh toppings. So, for example, my favorite sausage sandwich is called the Golden Harvey. All of the sandwiches are named after cider apples, which have outrageous names like Royal Limber Twig and Golden Harvey. <laughs> 
RV and all what kinds else? of different things. Sleep. Oh, Slack McGirdle. Slack McGirdle is a great name for an apple. Where did that come from? I have mind? no idea, to be honest with you. That seems like something I wore last week. <laughs> <laughs> Does it really depend on the apples themselves, how different the cider tastes, or is it how it's processed? I think it depends on the apples themselves. I guess that depends on uh, who you ask and what they're making. If you're making a fruited cider like we're drinking. The Village Tart from Nobles. It's so good. And really clean and dry, but it's got that sort of like tart cherry thing to it. So like, so if you're making that, I would say, especially coming from Noble, it depends on the apples that you're using 100%. But when you're fruiting something, you're also covering up some of the apple flavor, obviously. It's, and if you're doing that, then, you know, maybe your apple, you know, the types of apples that you use aren't as important as they would be if you were making a traditional sort of straightforward apple cider. You don't make your own cider there. Currently, I don't make any I that I can sell. I love the way you sell. say that, like, not yet or <laughs> currently. Yeah, no, uh, none, that I can, none that I can sell. You know, we're working on different things and talking to lots of different people. I definitely want to make cider. Well, you are a, one of eight cider experts around. How'd you become a CI? <laughs> there were eight of us that were hired to offer the first cider certification program, and that's the first level. I'm still on the board. That board is now, I think, like 14 or 15 of us. And we're trying to sort of grow the CIDR certification program. Currently, there's only one level, but we're trying to get a second level going. So you could have like a sommelier of CIDR. Right. Mm. Your first certification, you would be a, a first level CIDR certified. And then, you know, ideally we'll have a second and third level. So the current level, you can take the exam online and just go to USA acm.org and you can apply and become cider certified at a first level. Second level is going to be more tasting, at least at, in its infancy, more hands-on approach. Mm -hmm. uh, and then obviously level three will ideally be like a master sum. Maddie, what are some of the common misconceptions when it comes to cider? I think cider for a long time has been sold in a 12-ounce bottle or a 12-ounce can. That's how we see cider as a, as a general public. When you go into a store, you see Angry Orchard, you see Woodchuck, or at least up until now, that's what you saw. Within the last, I think, five years, that's started to change. And now, in, in fact, I go into stores, especially specialty grocery stores, just to see what they have on the on the shelves and what's going on. I know Taylor's Wine Shop carries a pretty impressive selection. There's oh yeah, absolutely. It must be fun to watch uh, the excitement of the cider world growing like it has. We still have work to do. We have a lot of work to do because I think still we have, I would say, a majority of the public thinking that cider is the sweet sort of general generic cider that we've had up until this point. But really what we're getting on the shelves now uh, in specialty stores and places like Taylor are things like this Noble, which are a drier, cleaner style of cider that really works as something that's sort of refreshing, can be great by itself, but can also be good with food. Can like be... you were going to pair this with some cheese today. What kind of cheese did you bring? I brought a few different cheeses. Mm -hmm. I feel like cider actually, even coming from wine, I feel like cider is the best beverage for food pairing. I, honestly, better than wine. They really are so good. 
And you know, my new thing is cider cocktails. There are so many possibilities there, Maddie. Make a gin and tonic with cider instead of the tonic. Yeah, but you had some other recommendations for cocktails. And yeah, I think everybody would love that. What kind of cider should we use? I would use something really traditional, something straightforward. You could use something really, really reasonably priced like Bull Cities off Maine. That would work great. Noble has something called the Standard Bearer, which is a really straightforward style of cider. And then if you wanted something that was a little, maybe slightly more defined, you could go to something like Foggy Ridge. I think I would probably do their Damon Wine Sap. Okay, so we're going to do that, and we're going to do the gin. beauty of the cider is it's your bubbles, so it sort of takes the place of your tonic, and it also has a ton of flavor. If you really want to tweak it and make it really fun, then go get some Alley. 26 tonic syrup. Oh, I love that stuff. Yeah, I do too. And so what you can do is you can use that as you just use the syrup, you know, because basically what you're doing when you're making Ali's tonic out of the syrup is you're adding soda water to give it the bubbles and the CO2, right? So use a cider instead of the soda and then use the tonic and then use the gin. We got a whole lot of flavor going on. Okay, before we get to the Choch Festival, we've talked about Black Twig Cider House. Now tell us a little bit about Maddie B's in case people aren't familiar. Maddie B's is my home away from home. I build restaurants and, and design restaurants, I think, around my life and what I want. And then I just cross my fingers and hope that somebody else wants that too. And when I started Maddie B's, uh, I had two young children. Or, excuse me, I had one young child and another one that was about a week after we opened the restaurant. Really? Yeah, my, my wife is uh, an angel. She's oh. amazing because I couldn't have done it without her. She's an event and wedding planner, uh, Grace Leisure Events, and she had two weddings literally like three weeks after the opening and then three weeks after that or something like that with a brand new baby and me gone all the time. Wow. I don't don't know how she did it. You sort of had the magic touch too and behind that is always a good one so yeah, there you go 100 100 but yeah. so back to maddie b's yeah. so essentially what maddie b's was was it was my everyday pub it was the place that i wanted to go and eat and drink and be able to take my kids and not get mean looks and drink good beer and good cider and and eat pizza and wings and burgers yeah Okay, so speaking of doing things because you just feel they need to be there and you want them part of your life, you have another new concept, which I am crazy about because I've always been one of the biggest food truck fans, County Fair. This is a cool concept, Maddie. Yeah, we're really excited about this concept. We're opening in Lakewood Shopping Center in Durham, hopefully sometime in March. We'll cross our fingers. And essentially what we're doing is we're doing an everyday mini food truck rodeo. So we're, we've we've built a steel structure that looks a lot like a barn. We're just going to call it a barn. Yeah. With uh, a bar in it. And we're putting in 30 taps and we're going to do beer, wine, and cider in the building with lots of amenities. And then we're putting a small kitchen in to the side that will be the county fair kitchen. And we'll do lots of fun things like sausage and peppers and 
you know, grilled cheeses and fries and... The main draw, in, in my opinion, outside of the fact that there's 30 taps, is that we're going to bring in food trucks every night. You know, one night you'll have burgers and you'll have dumplings and then you'll have grilled cheeses and the next night you'll have Cubans and uh, wings and barbecue. Do you just, like, have a few ciders and dream up these concepts? I have to be honest on this one. Most of my concepts are mine and, and mine alone. This particular concept, my partner, Steve Frazier, actually brought to me. And Steve came to me with this idea, showed me a couple of examples in other parts of the country, and my response to him was, this is a fantastic idea, and how can I get involved? If you keep hearing this weird stuff in the background, this is me drinking. Right? I, mm. I, I want to keep drinking, too. Oh, I love this job. Okay, so so we need to talk about Choch Fest now. But, okay, spell it for us. T-X-O-T-X Fest. Okay, so you see this on paper, and you have absolutely no idea how to pronounce it, none whatsoever. So where does that come from? It comes from Basque Country. T-X, I've never seen T-X in a word other than in the Basque language in northern Spain. So the date, uh, November 17th and 18th. So the 17th, we're doing a five-course pairing dinner with Stephen Goff of Brinehouse Meats, formerly of Standard Foods, and... He is really protein heavy and does a little less gluten. And because we are into cider and cider is naturally gluten free, we get a fair amount of people that are interested in that gluten free option. I don't want to deter anybody that thinks that gluten is the only way to eat food. He's fantastic. So so he's going to be doing all the food on Friday night. And we've got five North Carolina cideries that are coming in and we're doing pairings with them. Noble is one of them. Uh, the cherry tart we're drinking right now. Actually, they're going to bring their standard bearer, Urban Orchard in Asheville. The guys from Appalachian Mountain Brewery that also make ciders, fantastic ciders. James Creek, which is down near Pinehurst. The last one is Bull City, my hometown cidery. And so that's going to be a really fun night, really good dinner. Five courses for $50, which you can't beat, is wow. a crazy price. But we really want to get people into it. And we want to get that people gonna excited. Be? That's going to be a black twig as well. Okay. So that'll be in the building. So we'll, we'll make a night of that. We'll be closed that night to the general public and we'll only be doing that dinner. And then on Saturday, we wake up and we go back at it again and we do Choach Fest. And Choach Fest right now is 16 cideries, three beverage producers beyond that, and then 10 restaurants. So when someone walks in to Choach Fest, yes. what is the experience? But we're going to do, it's a lot of different ciders and we are going to have the Choach out there. So we will be doing some cider shooting. We'll be catching cider and doing shots of it as we do every night at Black Twig. Really for us, it's about bringing North Carolina cider together and bringing the people in North Carolina to cider. The biggest goal for us is we want people to be able to taste cider. There are so many different options out there that, you know, if you're a beer drinker, there's a cider for you. If you're a wine drinker, there's a cider for you. If you're not either one of those things, I'll bet you we can find a cider for you. I think we're up to 18 different craft cideries, 17 different craft cideries in North Carolina alone. And they're making very, very different flavor profiles and very, very different things. I've read you talking about 
preparing for the holidays and you think that cider is just great for like Thanksgiving and turkey and sides, I think right? that cider and Thanksgiving is what everybody should be drinking. I think, so it started out probably seven or eight years ago with my family and Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is specifically my favorite holiday and being a beverage guy, I always brought the booze. <laughs> and so for years it was sort of, you know, following the wine industry and whatever they were telling us to drink. For a while it was rosé and Tavelle and then it was Gewurztraminer, and then it was you know dry Rieslings, and and then it was Beaujolais. I'm here to tell you, you shouldn't be buying any of that. The wine industry is going to hate me for that. You should be buying cider, cider, turkey, such a mild flavor. All of the sweet things that we put on our table for Thanksgiving that we feel like are savory, but they're really not. We're just fooling ourselves, especially in the South. The sweet potatoes with the marshmallows, all those sorts of things that are fantastic, but really they should be dessert. Yeah. You can't find a more versatile beverage, in my opinion, than cider for Thanksgiving. It's not that the wines aren't every once in a while, like you get a, a hitter with, you know, like one dish of the 15 that are on your plate and the one wine that you had, but then you have something else and you're like, those two things are a train wreck together. Isn't that the like thing? They don't... And then you grab the green beans with the onion rings on top and the <laughs> yeah, mushrooms totally. and you're like, yeah. whoa, you're like, wait I can, a minute. I can't, you either have, you ever, either have this, you know, burgundy that like you can't taste the green bean or you have this like Gewürztraminer that just tastes like this weird herbal medicine with your green beans. Yeah. And this really is so versatile. In fact, I think I'm going to experiment and actually try some cider on top of my turkey this year. Like what should we try? Foggy Ridge. Get Foggy Ridge's Pippin Gold port and and pour that on on top of turkey. I'm going to try it. I'm in. I'm very tempted by that. You're just going to get this beautiful sort of apple glaze out of your turkey, right? Yes, I'm excited. Okay, now, speaking of pairings. Okay, so I feel like we sort of went over it already. My thing is we should be drinking cider with Thanksgiving. We should be, everything that's on your Thanksgiving plate should be paired with a cider of some sort. My favorite for Thanksgiving is a French cider made by one of my idols, Eric Bordelais. He was a master sommelier at Arpege, a three-star Michelin restaurant in Paris. Decided he didn't want to be uh, somming anymore at this amazing restaurant and went to take over his parents' farm and started making apple cider in Normandy. And he makes absolutely amazing ciders. So I would pair his cider with turkey and all the fixins. And my song to go with that is Van Morrison Somerset because Van is an Irish guy and Cider is Irish and, and British in a lot of ways. And he even says at one point, I'm going to have a Cider with her. I'm Kitty Ken, and I appreciate you listening to A Sound Palette. I hope we'll see you at the Choach Festival at Black Twig Cider House at Maddie B's. I encourage you to share this link with your friends. Have a good one. Ciao.